Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So the radio show this week is an Empowered Life and Love article radio show because I haven't done one for a little while. And it's in response to a post recently on my Facebook page where a gentleman asked for me to write about our needs in relationships. So that was something that I told him that I'd love to do. And whilst thinking about this and what to write, I really realized that there was a backstory required because I realized that the needs that we once assumed that we did need in relationships have shifted dramatically. And in fact, in the last 50 years, uh, the relationship model has completely changed from what our forebears experienced. And especially in the last few years, and I talk a lot about evolution and ascension and that we're, we're all shifting in consciousness And we need to keep up with that shift in consciousness to have happy, fulfilling lives. And there's been an enormous change in relationship, in the model of relationship. And in fact, it has shifted dramatically. And it shifted so dramatically that in recent years, it's been very hard for anyone to connect into and anchor into what their real needs are, let alone how to know how to healthily choose a partner and then speak up within relationship in order for needs to be met. So our forebearers really didn't struggle with as much complexity because defined roles have been in place for quite some time within that relationship model. So the needs of our ancestors and even our parents were much more practical. The female within the relationship needed her man to provide, to keep a roof over her and her children's heads, and for him to earn a living to ensure food and living necessities. Now, back not so long ago, and if you look up history, it will astound you that women actually didn't have rights to property or money. Uh, And if a relationship actually was to end, men in many, many cases, even in our Western cultures, had the rights to property, money, and also even children. So very much so women were tied into really requiring a man to provide. Now her role within the relationship was to give birth to his children, to provide care for him and the family and to look after the house duties, to keep the fires burning, so to speak, whilst he was out working. So the programming within these times had very, very defined male-female gender roles. So many could argue that this worked better because women and men knew where they stood 
And why can't we just go back to the good old days and have all of that happening again? Now the reason we can't go back to those days is because of evolution. And the powerful force of evolution is always forward moving. It doesn't turn around and it doesn't go backwards. And what's now happened that if we're trying to hang on to the old ways and we're not wishing to evolve ourselves, evolve ourselves personally and evolve our relationship model, it's causing great angst. Whereas the people who are willing to move forward and, and giving up these defined gender roles to have a more evolved relating relationship and if they're personally wanting to strive for higher degrees of consciousness and deeper relatedness in their relationship with themselves and with others and especially an intimate partner then that fares much better than being stuck in the old ways. So why is the old paradigm breaking down? I'll start with women. Women are struggling to give up their ingrained DNA of needing a man to survive. Now most women subconsciously at least are seeking a man to protect her, provide for her and fend for her. Now I'll be really frank about this because this was an enormous part of my programming and my DNA that I really, really had to own and look at. And as you know, I've often been very frank in this community about what I really believe because I am passionate about people healing and evolving. And to be really frank, that old paradigm now is disastrous. And in fact, it can be very lethal for women because this has been one of the greatest reasons that women have found themselves in narcissistic relationships. Because when women believe emotionally, and I'm not talking about intellectually, I'm talking about emotionally, when they believe that they are incapable of living and carving out their own lives, it makes them highly susceptible to dependencies, unhealthy attachments, and therefore abusers. Because what it does is it makes women gravitate toward men who create grandiose, powerful personas and it makes women cling on for dear life even when the mask starts slipping of that persona and the abuse begins and escalates. So it's astounding how powerful our imprinted DNA programs are until we do the inner work at evolving ourselves. Now I've met highly successful women who are incredibly capable of living financially independently and I'm one of them and even who have wonderful incomes who literally feel like they are going to die if they're on their own and if they're not attached to a man or if they've got to let go of a man that they're presently in a relationship with. And that's even if this man is throttling her emotionally, mentally and financially. Now, for women that have been involved in narcissistic relationships, you will relate that you end up a lot worse off financially as a result of that relationship. It certainly does not improve your circumstances in any shape or form. Now our ingrained survival programs which we've inherited from our ancestors and there is a lot of conclusive study that I love now which is proving 
the the whole spiritual concept that we take on stuff from our parents, it's actually being proven that cellularly that we are actually taking on imprinted DNA and belief systems from our ancestors, specifically from our parents, as they did from their parents and so on and so forth. So women have not had a lot of time to evolve into the knowing of their own independence and their own power and their own ability to survive. Now back in the yesteryears within our DNA, women weren't safe on their own. Women couldn't survive on their own. They needed a man. It was a need. It was a survival need. Now it's not a survival need. And that's so much of the evolution that we're needing to do here. Now, unfortunately, if we don't evolve that neediness, that fear, Unfortunately, insecure, controlling and manipulative men, and I'm not targeting all men here, there are some absolutely beautiful, wonderful, lots of them in the world. I'm, I'm talking about the ones that aren't. Now, these men will know how to identify these internal insecurities, which is exactly what narcissists do. They size up people. They find the gaps. And then they can play on these insecurities in order to love bomb this person. And then they'll use those fears against women to keep them hooked into the relationship while they're abusing them. Now, I am not advocating in any way to hold up a placard saying, I don't need a man. I'm not saying that. What I am suggesting is that women need to work on their insecurities and fears so that they can enter relationships not from a position of fear and survival, but from a position of solid self-sufficiency where we no longer become trapped by our emotional feelings of dependency. So what that means is it's really the very young parts of ourselves that feel very insecure and needy and I can't survive and it's really our inner child. Now, we don't want a parent, we want a partner. So we need to partner ourselves by being a parent to ourselves first because we want to enter these relationships from a platform of healthy desire whilst retaining self-love, self-respect and self-worth. So we're not going to sell our soul out for survival. We're going to be true to ourselves. Now unfortunately, if we enter relationships because of a conscious or an unconscious, and often they are, belief system of needing the other person to provide us with something we're not prepared to be for ourselves, people don't rescue us. We're not in that old paradigm where men were rescuing women because it was just a dumb thing. It was a gender role. That doesn't happen now. What happens is if we need somebody to rescue us, Instead, they're going to deal up to us a whopping great plate of our deeper survival fears. Now, in the case of a narcissist, we know that that becomes a super serve. So this evolution is always fundamentally about becoming a whole source to ourselves. So what that really means is this evolution means that I am out of fear into love. I'm into inner security great feelings, love and freedom. Now we can't be those things with fear and it's not somebody's job to provide that for us. We need to become that ourselves. Now in regard to men, the old-fashioned man 
prized himself as the breadwinner and the provider and traditionally he was a decision maker. Now we know that a lot of pride can come with that. Now unfortunately that can go to hubris and ego and that's when it's not healthy. Now the reality is nowadays women match men in so many areas of life. They work, they earn good salaries, they're in positions of power and decision making. Now more than ever the patriarchal system is changing and men and women are moving into equality and a greater need to relate to each other as equals. Now of course not all men are or were controlling even in the yesteryears and there were a lot of households where really the woman was the matriarch even in those old systems. But in regards to the men who still want to hang on to superiority, not being accountable to their woman, not sharing decisions, not sharing himself, the modern day woman does not want to wish to take a back seat in the relationship and she doesn't want to as an individual be inferior. She has her own capacity to earn money. She needs to express her own talents and live her own missions. And if she is healthy within her own skin, she wants inclusion and she wants to be treated and respected as an equal and she wants her freedom to have time outside of the home just as he has. She wants to shine in her own right. Now generally women are leading the evolution in relatedness. It's easier for women to relate at a deeper, more equal level because we've been doing it amongst ourselves for time immemorial. Women are less in their heads, generally speaking, not all women of course, and more in their bodies and more in their hearts which creates a greater connection to emotional evolution. True relatedness has created a greater necessity to develop relatedness with self and one's own emotional intelligence. So this evolution shift that we're all doing is about getting out of our heads and into our bodies and our hearts to relate from a heart space rather than a head space. So it's more connectedness instead of separation. So the shift has become so much less about logical advancement as it has emotional advancement. And teamwork is required so much more than might is right, rules, power, control, separation. Now there is a knowing within most women of the deep relatedness desires. She wants her man to be connected deeply with her. She wants him to be emotionally authentic. And if she's in her own body and connected to healthily to her own emotions, she wants to establish beautiful and safe levels of trust, relatedness, intimacy and bonding. She's not happy or satisfied anymore with just the definitions of roles and survival. And I don't believe men are either. Now if a man hangs on to his pride and he struggles to release his ego and he doesn't wish to connect to her as an equal or evolve his own DNA, which has been about separation and superiority and, and power and control. Huge power struggles are going to ensue and they are and that's why so many relationships are breaking down. So what is needed is for him to present himself authentically, 
to be able to be vulnerable and be comfortable with her regarding who he really is, flaws and all. And he needs to let go and allow her to be creative, to express her missions and shine in her own right. He needs to be her supporter and promoter just as she has traditionally always been for him. And just as she needs to become more practically and emotionally solid and whole rather than feeling needy, codependent, helpless, powerless and deficient. So in regard to emotional intelligence, he needs to become more humble, accepting, authentic and less staunch and less proud. And she needs to set aside her fears, speak up and be emotionally honest about what she needs or what she does not need without that fear of rejection or abandonment, which to so many women has felt like, if you reject me or abandon me, I'm dead. That's how powerful the DNA programming has been. So values and needs are really, really important. And this is so interesting. When you really understand this, many people get into relationships because of chemistry and shared interests, such as, you know, I find you really cute. You're hot. You're attractive. Okay. And hey, you love water sports. So do I. You love the movies I do. We read the same books. And that's an example. Now, relationships don't fall apart as a result of people not having shared interests. In fact, people who don't share interests can have a really healthy relationship because they can in fact help each other to expand their horizons as a result of trying and sharing new things together. Or couples can happily and securely allow each other to have time outside of the relationship separately, doing the things that maybe I love doing but you don't like doing. The real reason why relationships fail is different values, not different interests. Now, when you're going to understand this, you're going to realize intimately that your values and the narcissist were in fact miles apart, even though it seemed that your interests were incredibly matched. Now, I was working with a client uh, yesterday and we were having this discussion and she said to me, well, narcissists don't actually have values. So your values don't match with them at all. Narcissists take on and they actually mimic the interests so when you meet a narcissist, it's like, oh my goodness, this person is so compatible with me. They love everything I do. They have the same visions. They have the same views. They have the same everything. Now, the reality is, is narcissists take on and mimic those interests and identities of every new source of supply because they don't genuinely have their own identity. So what happens is when a narcissist moves on from you, the next person, he'll mimic her interests and so on and so forth and so it goes. So don't even believe that matching interests are what's going to create your relationship. They really don't. So how do we distinguish matching values? That's what we really, really need to look at. So first of all, we have to really deeply get to know and investigate ourselves. And how we can ascertain this is to think of the things that are really important to you in life. So these are the things that you put the most love, energy, focus or money into. So what are the things that matter for you? Who are you? What do you stand for? That's what you want to really, really investigate. So we could have a list of something like family's important, friends important, your work's important, health and fitness is important. It could be things like that. 
Now under these headings, you need to write why these things are important to you and emotionally how you feel about these things in your life. By doing so, you will totally identify your values. So an example of this would be, so family, when feeling into why family is important to you, you may feel the love, the connectedness with your children, with your parents, the being available for your siblings, the being available for each other, the deep sharing, the bond and the trust you have with each other. Now if you have a deep relatedness with family and you meet somebody who has very little to do with their family and despite what they say, they often ignore the people in their life's needs, they're not present, they don't stand for their own family, they don't care for their family, then this person does not share your values regarding who you deeply are. They're not a match for you. If you look after your health and you take care of yourself physically and you know how to self-care and nurture yourself in this way and you meet someone who eats unhealthy food, doesn't look after themselves and takes little care in what they feed their family, then this person does not share your values about self-love and self-care. And if a person doesn't do self-love and self-care, they, if they don't care for themselves, they are not going to care for you when you get down the track. You're going to find that out the hard way. Now, if you love what you do, say in relation to work, and you're deeply connected to a mission and making a difference in people's lives. So if you are really living your true life, if you're living your true purpose, or even if you're not, if that's where you're aligning yourself and that's what you are really dedicated to feeling and growing towards, who are you meant to be in the world? What did you come here to do? Everybody has a purpose. And if you're aligned with that and, and you're doing that or you're working towards that, and if you meet somebody who hates what they do, but they're so much more interested, if their value is more interested about materialism and making money than connecting to their deeper purpose in life, if they're not willing to give that up to actually connect to who they are, then this person is materialistic and they are not living their life purpose and they are worlds apart into relation, in, in relationship with who you are as a core value. And another example could be if you relate to life with responsibility and accountability and integrity, what that means is you show up in life as a mature, responsible adult. You keep your word. You take care of things, people, animals and commitments in your life. You take care of things of value in your life. Now, if you meet someone who is irresponsible, who doesn't look after their life, their things or people or pets, if they're loose, they're slack, they're irresponsible, then you need to deeply understand that this person is not showing up as responsible and accountable and with integrity. This person has, doesn't matter what their interests look like in life, this person has so little in common with you. And these are the things that are going to break down, that do break down relationships. So I'm serious, think about it. Where you are going to stumble and fall and clash in your relationships is when this person does not hold the same values and visions in life that you do. When this person at their core does not match you. They're not at your level. 
that's where it's not going to work true love so it's it's so important to understand and hold your deservedness for a partner that can go the distance if we're talking about a beloved we're talking about a life partner we're talking about somebody that you can have the highest expression of love with in this lifetime it needs to be somebody who is deeply aligned and related with you and that's going to be somebody who shares your vision and your values true love deep relatedness and connection will be because at the core level you're very aligned and you relate to life the same way and yourselves the same way so can you see how much of this right from the onset with narcissists was disastrous I think you'll be getting a lot of aha moments when you really look at this deeply so how do we get needs met if we go back to that original question before I did all of the preamble here about identifying and getting our needs met now if you have identified what you believe strongly in what you stand for what do you stand for in life who are you and where your energy goes and you've chosen a partner who is aligned with your values then you are miles ahead in being able to express your needs and have them met healthily because this person is going to get you and you're going to get them you're going to be on the same wavelength so now when we have a look at our needs it's usually pretty easy to work out what our needs are because all we need to do is we go back to our previous painful relationships and we look at the patterns that were playing out that were disappointing or painful <clears throat> and your needs are going to be the opposite of these things because we're all playing out our subconscious programs which is really our wounded parts within us that we haven't evolved yet and our evolution is about making those unconscious programs conscious so that we can be very very focused and conscious into evolving those old patterns so an example of the list may be something like this so this is what you've experienced is being objectified treated as an object and not a person financial abuse verbal abuse pathological lying engulfment projection that might be the things that really you know stick in your 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 system as that I want to evolve those patterns I don't want to experience any of that ever again and in fact that's just a complete no for me so so if that was your list then your needs are going to be the opposite of that so what your needs are is reverence and respect you want a partner who is going to be respectful a person you're going to want a person who is sorted responsible and solid in life not somebody loose you're going to want somebody who's got healthy communication and can communicate respectfully with you you're going to want somebody with integrity the actions meet the words and integrity is a value for them and you can tell by the way people live their lives whether or not integrity is a value you're going to want one of your needs may be the space to engage in your own pastimes and your friendships so that you're not engulfed within the relationship unhealthily and rather than somebody projecting onto you you want somebody who's going to be emotionally authentic who's going to be honest and real about what's going on for them 
and communicate with emotional intelligence in that way. Now, all of these things need to be tried on in relationships. You need to be very, very clear about what your needs are. And you need to show up authentically yourself as these things which represent your needs. It's very all good and well for people to say, well, I need this. But unless you take full responsibility that there have been wounded parts of you that have been co-creating this dynamic and you haven't, you've been showing up in ways that have fostered that dynamic yourself or allowing it, unless you're willing to evolve yourself, then nobody is going to fix your old programs for you. They're your responsibility. So we need to walk our new programs as our truth. Because no one else is responsible for our boundaries. Nobody else is responsible for getting it and just meaning having to be a certain way. And how we want our relationship to go is our responsibility. It's nobody else's to provide it for us. They can only co-create it with us if we're already standing for it and walking in it. So when we're evolving old patterns into new ones, it's really important to understand that instant relationships are not healthy, they're not mature, and in no way are they sensible, especially if you've had past patterns of painful, abusive relationships. And you need to be very, very clear that you are not picking someone who represents your old patterns and that you're not showing up in ways that co-create these patterns. And that's why it's so important to do the inner self-reflection and the actual work on yourself before getting into relationships to evolve yourself from these old patterns. Otherwise, you're just going to walk straight into the same brick wall time and time again. Now, all of us behave in ways that assist our unhealed parts, our, our inner patterns to occur. And for example, one of my greatest patterns was allowing partners to engulf with me. And the truth was, I felt so scared to speak up, assert my independence, or do things outside of the relationship for my own space and happiness. I felt really guilty, wrong, and that I'd be abandoned if I did so. So even though it felt really uncomfortable for me to be engulfed and it felt wrong, I'd go along with it because I wouldn't stand up to it and I wouldn't speak my truth and I wouldn't assert my truth. Now, if you are still operating from your internal unhealed wounds that you have been unconsciously aligned with, and if you choose and you make excuses for the people who represent these internal wounds, well, then you're just going to allow and co-create the behavior again. And that's what we do if we remain unconscious. People will come into our life, we enable it, it'll start happening again and we, we will make excuses for these people and we'll stay hooked up with these people. That's why we need to become very, very conscious. So you need to spend a lot of time in your journal getting really, really clear about this. And then if you realize that these are really big wounds that you're uncovering that feel quite painful and stuck, well, then energetic healing is a very powerful solution to actually shift those wounds and help you evolve. So to evolve your old patterns, of course, it's very important to get very clear as to the difference between the people you used to choose as potential love partners and the people that you are aligning yourself with now. And I would really highly suggest to you when you work out what your real values are and what 
it looks like to recognise those values in another person, I wouldn't compromise those values in any shape or form because if you do, you are not going to have a long distance life partner spiritual relationship. So the most important ways that we can show up in our relationships is to be emotionally authentic, to be able to speak up truthfully, lovingly, calmly and directly for what we need and to be willing to be vulnerable and real about how we're feeling rather than blaming and shaming the other person in order to try to get our needs met. We've all experienced the narcissist doing that. That is the narcissistic model. Refusing to be honest about emotional pain and then blaming somebody else for it and projecting it onto them. And when the narcissist did that and made it our fault, they also maliciously punished us for not being able to magically fix it for them, for not being able to supply whatever the false self irrationally required in order to offset the narcissist's inner pain. Now none of us, that it didn't matter how much we tried to create that as our job and fix that, it was impossible and it's never possible for anybody to be able to do that with a narcissist. So within healthy relationships, a deep relatedness and true intimacy which is any of the relationships in your life that you want to be real. To be real, they need to have deep relatedness and true intimacy. It's vital if you want your relationships to deepen and flourish and start with your friends and your family and everyone you can. It's important to be really honest and real and grant people the opportunity to truly love the real you. Because if you're not presenting the real you, who are they loving? They're trying to love a mirage and you're never going to feel loved. You can never feel loved unless people love all of you, the real you. So you need to learn to accept and love the real you. And when we go from unconscious to conscious and we start really investigating ourselves and working with ourselves and we, we claim all of us, we start becoming integrated beings instead of shattered beings when we're not doing that. Now, if we're not being authentic, we need to understand there is no person who presents an image of perfect who is deeply and truly loved. And in fact, the exact opposite happens. So I hope that this radio show has assisted you in identifying your real needs and relationships. It's a little bit of food for thought. But it's actually not too hard when you break it all down. And I hope you can work through you know, some of the, those two lists which are going to be out on the blog and it's going to help you with some of the complexities. And ultimately, how to get your needs met in relationships is to truly, deeply know and partner yourself because then you're going to be able to transcribe that into a healthy relationship with another person who is going to be able to meet you at that level. And that's what a beautiful, glorious, true relationship is. So I hope you've enjoyed the show. And that's it for me. Until next week, lots of love, everybody. Bye-bye.